so there is a uh, little history behind this song. American Pie, it's been on the landscape of FM radio, AM radio for a long time. Uh, Don McLean wrote it uh, some 50 years ago. He's touring with it uh, for its 50th anniversary throughout the world. He's also got a new book that's coming out where he took this song and made a fable out of it. It's called American Pie, A Fable. And Don McLean is on the phone with us. Good morning, Don. How are you today? It's a pleasure to have you on with us. Uh, congratulations, I suppose, on, well, thank on, you very on much. the staying power of this this iconic uh, recording, and now uh, turning it into a, a children's fable. I got to be honest; I didn't see that one coming. But what 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 was it that told you let's let's turn it into a a book? That has to do with a man named Spencer Proffer, who is uh, a person who has licensed the rights to my song as well as to my trademarks uh, in order to do not only a children's book and a feature film, which we are almost we're finished with now, actually. We're putting the finishing touches on that, but also eventually a Broadway show which will use a lot of my songs and fundamentally tell the same story uh, because the making of the song American Pie is told uh, in detail in this new movie called The Day the Music Died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie. Okay. And that will be pretty much what the Broadway show is, and that is also there's a bookazine, Bauer, Publishing, you can go online to Bauer Publishing, and you'll see again the day the music died, the story of Don McLean's American Pie. So we're getting into, uh, as a result of this 50th birthday celebration, into the nitty gritty, the nuts and bolts, uh, the down and dirty of uh, the creation of this song from you know my the beginning of my life on this planet through uh, my. Uh, experiences in the 1960s, which resulted in the in the song. And did you have a say in who played you in in the in the movie? Did you go not him? No, 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 no. Bradley Cooper. More looks. Uh, I look. I pictured myself as something more like him. Or is it? Did they just say this is who it's gonna be? Um, no, there's a lot of footage of actually me. This is, okay, uh, so it's a true I've been documentary. Documented really from day one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. There's this whole question footage, uh, and then there is some recreations of some things, um, but it's uh, no, it's it's, it's uh, me from the get go. Okay, so it's not a dramatization then. All right. Um, Dwyer and I are it sitting is in part. There are parts that are dramatized. Okay. Uh, Dwyer and I were sitting here discussing, and we're like, I wonder what question. Don McLean has not been asked about that song, and the answer is probably <laughs> none. So I thought I, I, I thought I might try and give you the perspective uh, from a DJ's point of view. Now, when that song came out, um, I was just listening to it on the radio. I had no idea at the time I would ever play that song on the radio, uh, but I did, and. And it confounded radio stations when it was released and even up to when I started working in radio because it was too long for a 45, which was the preferred format in the day. 
Uh, and also in the, the radio, only format. Yeah. And the radio station that I worked at, the rock station that I first worked at, um, it was also too long for carts, which was the preferred medium of that day where they would take a song, record it onto a replayable cartridge. But damn it, it's eight and a half minutes long. It's too long for a cart. So we had to cue it from the record every time. And it had a special notation on the album cover from our program director because of the way it started. Which is, and it said, cue three quarters of a turn. Most songs on a re- on a rec- radio station record player, you would cue back a half a turn, and that was enough for the song to start when the DJ hit it and was going to talk over it or whatever. But your song, and only oh. one other that I can ever remember, which is Yes's I've Seen All Good People, started in such a way that you had to turn the record back three quarters of a turn to ensure that we didn't screw up the beginning of it. Long, long time ago, you didn't want that. I, and I just that's crazy. It's just wow. a, a unique little thing that uh, as a DJ learning the business, that was you had to make sure you did not screw up that song because when a radio station played it, they were making a statement. You know what I mean? We were committing eight plus minutes to Don McLean and to Americana. Yeah. So you damn well better get it right. So you'd never heard that before, huh? No, I never did. Very interesting. I had no idea, but I do know that the. Uh, Technology was quite uh, primitive, so I'm not surprised. I can remember staying up late on weekends listening to WLS in Chicago when they would do the top 500 songs of all time. Would it be American Uh Pie or would it be Hey Jude? Who's it going (laughs) to be? I mean, year after year, I'm like, "Uh, the Beatles again? Come on. So, all right, I'm going to ask you. I'll throw a question at you, uh, Mr. McLean. The album cover, as soon as I hear American Pie, I instantly think of the album cover with the thumb and the... the Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and blue. I'm, that's your thumb, but whose idea was that? And there's a little part of the one white stripe that's missing. What What's the story behind the picture on the album cover, if there is one? Yeah, um, well, um, I was at the time with Meteorist Records, and they put out the first album I put out, Tapestry, which had a lovely uh, blue cover on it. It was, you know, very custom-made type thing, well thought out. The company was run by a guy named Alan Livingston, who was famous for making Capitol Records, uh, the record company that it became. He signed the Beatles. He signed Sinatra. He signed the, all kinds of people, uh, Beach Boys and everything. And so he was going on his own and he knew all the classy people, how to make records, you know, how to do it. Sure. And so he, for the second record, he put me in touch with a fashion photographer named George Whiteman. And I went over to his studio and I remember he had a Rolls Royce uh, silver cloud parked in front of it. Damn. And I, I don't think I'd ever seen one, uh, you know, in the flesh before. Uh-huh. So I knew this guy was something else, you know. And uh, I went in there, and uh, there were all these uh, hot models that were coming in, you know, and, and, and giving a big hug and a kiss to Georgie, you know. And I was like, oh, this is too much, you know. It's like, uh, I don't remember... Uh, the Bob Cummings show. We love that Bob. That's what it kind of was. You know, he's a photographer, photographed a lot of models. 
So he said, hi. I said, hi. He said, well, I'm going to pay you So um, he did. And then he laid the guitar down. And I put my fist up with the thumb up. And he sighted across the top of the guitar. You can see the guitar is under my under my fist. Yeah. To my face. And took hundreds of shots, and none of those uh, have survived. No one knows where they are. Uh, only two or three uh, survived. And that's a kind of a shame. Uh, but the little piece that's missing from my thumb is I hurt my thumb, and I guess there was a hunk of skin gone there, or whatever. And it didn't, Cover it completely. <laughs> okay, I, I, I'm sorry that these are really mundane questions, and but I'm tr- I'm looking at that. Like I said, no, the, I love this stuff. Okay, this is, I, I just this is exactly co- what I would ask for me. Well, you got to understand, we're we're kind of nervous talking to you. We don't speak with legends very often, so and again. We don't want to ask the same stupid questions that you've been asked a million times, but I still have no, that image great, great in my head. So the, it, the the missing part of the white stripe, it's your thumb smudged on the guitar? Yeah. No. Um, I don't know why it's taken a little spot, but I was I injured my thumb somehow, and that was... It didn't go there too well. I don't bother to fix it. You know what I mean? Like they would today. Yeah, we'll fix it in post. Uh, There was was none of that back then. That was actually how it looked, you know. And uh, if you you notice the back photo is, I think, I'm not sure. The guitar might uh, have flipped that photo. Okay. The the back side of the, you are leaning. And then, of course, there's, Go ahead. There's a, uh, the inside originally had a poem that I wrote um, to Hopalong Cassidy. Yes, that was originally, in, and that is also in the remake, the, the uh, CD. And William Boyd is one of my favorite Western stars, and uh, I wrote, wrote this poem all these years ago. He's still my favorite. And, uh, we had to talk to him on the phone in order to get his permission to use his photographs inside. And the interesting thing is he died right when the American pie was number one oh. with, with that poem, uh, you know, going out to everybody that bought the record. That's a great tribute that. And that, that's on well, the, the other thing was that the poem ended up as a plaque in the, in the hospital where he died in, uh, Santa Monica. Um, that's on the original pressings uh, insert, the paper insert, correct? Because I, I have that. I have my brother's old album, that, and and that's that, correct. Yeah, um, it's one of the uh, one of the valuable, more valuable records in my collection. Uh, Don McLean is on the phone with us, talking about uh, obviously American Pie and uh, the 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 new. Uh, well, there's a movie coming out, and we're learning so much. The the uh, American Pie, a fable, will be released June the seventh. And just over vacation, I saw the movie Black Widow, and they were singing American Pie in it. And I couldn't help but wonder, gee, I wonder if Don McLean likes this version, or if he had any input on that. Go, hey, you know what? More the bring up the bring up the backing vocals or something. How, do, do you see your song being performed? I don't. By, go ahead. 
I don't really think about that stuff. Um, you know, what happens is that they will call up and they'll say, you know, this is a, a major movie and they want to use the song and they, uh, they get as much money as they can and then it's in the song. And I, oh, I don't even know about it. A lot of times I don't even see the movie. <laughs> okay. I did see Black Widow. I haven't seen the, uh, I haven't seen the uh, Finch. The Tom uh, Hanks movie, which is also uh, has the song in it. Yeah. In each case, the song plays a sort of a pivotal role in, in the character development, it's not just in the background. A lot of times, you know, I've had And I Love You So and many of my songs used in movies. But you'd see the movie and you probably wouldn't even notice that the song was in it because it's someone's having a drink at a bar, you know, and they hear it. And then I love you. So is in the background by, you know, Engelbert Humperdinck or something, you know, and you don't even notice. So. But, but, but American pie, it is a culmination. Something is happening when that song comes on and whatever, wherever they're featuring it, you know, sit up and pay attention. Yeah. They like to use it, uh, but it's been used all sorts of different ways, you know, and, um, I think the most interesting use of that song has been by the people of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Oh. Because they did did a thing yeah, called the Grand Rapids Lip Dub, and 5,000 Grand Rapids um, citizens um, got together. One man is responsible for this, and they made a, a very expensive video where thousands of people are singing the song as a camera goes through the town they come out of the buildings and they and they and they get in the, in the street and they're singing and it's crazy you have to see it to believe it so when you I think it's been viewed millions and millions of times so when you see something like that and you know it's your words you know it's your music does it does it give you chills to know that it's having that kind of an effect on an audience or on a producer or the people involved? The answer is absolutely. Okay. Um, you know, I, I started out as a lot of, a, 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 one of many, many thousands of young men and women with guitars in the early 1960s who thought they were going to, you know, have a, a little career in, in 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 singing in coffee houses and maybe college concerts and things. And it grew and grew and grew over the years. And um, uh, all of a sudden, not only that, but, you know, wealth, you know, began to be accumulated, of, of the likes of which I never imagined. Um and, you know, I mean, you take someone like Bruce Springsteen, who works very hard on stage, and he's basically run the table, gotten every award there is and everything else. He started out, you know, playing little roadhouses, and I'm sure he would tell you the same story, that he couldn't believe that he makes a million dollars a show, you know. I mean, it's just it, it just becomes ridiculous, and they... Um, selling these catalogs for hundreds of millions of dollars. I, I, I have a large catalog of very, very famous songs that I own. And I hesitate to imagine how much that's worth now. But 
it all just grew over this period of 50 years, a very long period of time from my very low expectations for myself. If I could have just had a little house somewhere, I think I would have been, you know, you would have been satisfied. So happy. So so what would you, what would you say is that, what would you say is the harder thing to wrap your head around? Um, the 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 money obviously is is obviously huge. I think I remember you saying once the, the that American Pie meant you'd never have to work again if you didn't want to, or the fact that the song means so much to people. That to me would be a hard thing to try to figure out when I'm standing on stage singing it. It just means so well, much to people. I, I don't I don't mean I don't mean to say this uh, to deflect your remarks, but. I have many songs that mean a great deal to people that come from these albums that I have made. Sure. Yeah. And that one song is that one song is the stu- superstar, <laughs> if you will, of the show. But there are a lot of stars in that show that that people uh, have made uh, important parts of their lives. So it's a much bigger thing than American Pie. It is it's a much bigger thing. Well Vincent was and, a number one uh, single too, wasn't some, it? Vincent but it, it goes the, beyond uh yes, and so was crying. Okay. But it, it goes beyond that really. Um and I'll tell you what I can't really find this right now, but um first of all, the R uh, recently and this is a quite a shock, the R I A A, which certifies, you know, albums and things. They certified that I have, and they gave me this beautiful presentation. I have sold more than 50 million albums worldwide. And I, I, trust me, that's not just American Pie. Sure. No. I've made many, many albums. Yeah. So this is, this is what it is. This is, people don't really get that, that this is, um, much b- bigger than one song. And, um, the songs get played in oh, I'm, I'm 190. We got to wrap up soon, guys. Uh, in fact, here's here's an interesting statistic. Um, last year, the song had 100. The, all my music had 136 million streams in 178 countries with 25 million listeners. And so that's from Spotify. And that's the impact that I think is just amazing. That's the thing you could never picture when you first sit down to write a song. The impact. Exactly. Or no, just just when I started out. I mean, I... I didn't know what a hit record was. I didn't know what a career was. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was a dumb, a dumb white kid from from you know, Nourishell, and I was dumbing my way and sort of into the business, and I got it in a very weird way. Uh, nobody could understand. I can tell you the story, but I'm not going to because it'll take too long. But, <laughs> They're already um, telling us we got to go. But I, but but 50 years I later, found my way in, you know. This is uh, yeah. Fifty years later, all this other stuff happened. It's now become a children's book. You can get uh, if you have not seen Don McLean, you absolutely have to do it. I've seen you twice in concert. It is literally a religious experience to listen to you go over those lyrics. Uh, It's like you're re-meaning them to the audience every single time. And if you're playing the song off a vinyl, remember three quarters of a turn, so it gets up to speed perfectly. (laughs) Mr. McLean, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for talking to us. Congratulations. And uh, we'll see you well, soon. I enjoyed it very much. All right, Take thanks. Very good. All nice right, thank you. you. See you. Bye. Bye.
Don freaking McLean, do I? Were you nervous talking to him? Uh, yeah, I'm still nervous. I sweat through my shirt. I, the guy, it's I was like, and he McLean. didn't know that. He had never heard yeah. that. Well, so. I'm glad we could tell him something he didn't know. But. And the story about the thumbprint. Yeah. It very, was a test shot to measure the distance from the camera to his face. Interesting.